Hey guys, welcome to Mysteries at the Coffee Shop. I'm Chelina. And I'm Courtney. And today we are going to go over Creepy Pasta, Slender Man, Tulpa, and the unfortunate 2014 Slender Man stabbings. Now, um, as you can see, it looks a little bit different, but that's just because there's inclement weather, so we're shooting from different locations. Now, mm -hmm. um, I do want to let you guys know that before we start, that this episode is, well, Mostly all of our episodes are for mature audiences only. So I will be describing some things that may be disturbing to some viewers. So viewer discretion advised. And yes. as for our episode releases, what we're going to do is we are going to try to release an episode every month, at least one episode a month until we graduate. And then after we graduate, yes. we will figure out a better episode release schedule for you guys yes so we got about five more episodes until we're on a more consistent schedule right right and on another note um i do want to let you guys know that we are working on it it's just we're in school and doing this at the same yes. time so with that being said let's get into it so I know on our last episode at the end, I said we're going to be going over internet lores um, and if we possibly believe them into reality. Now, with that being said, I did do research and oh my God, is there so many internet lores? There is so many that I couldn't keep up. So we're going to go over the main OG, and we'll get to that in a second. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, obviously you have not been on the internet for very long or haven't delved into it. When I was a teenager, I definitely stayed on the internet until 3 or 4 a.m. Because there's just so many interesting things, right? Right? And scary um, things. Oh, my God. Wait till I, <laughs> wait till I tell you what all I found in regards to this topic. So apparently there's like a rule 34 and there is, if it's in existence, there will be porn about it. Ugh. And I am highly disturbed. Some of y'all need Jesus. Okay. I would have never thought of that. Like until you told me about it, like a couple weeks ago or whenever, like I would have never thought like, okay, they have made like porn about this. If so it's in existence, there is more than likely porn about it. <laughs> Am I disturbed? Yes. Me too. Jesus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, anyways, internet lures and creepypastas are probably one of the biggest subcategories there is. So if you don't know what a creepypasta is, um, I can definitely define it for you or rather... I could have someone on Reddit define it for you. So in my notes, I have that a creepypasta is basically a play on words. So Reddit user Skating Raccoon, yes, and his icon was a little raccoon, described Great. and defined creepypastas as, and I quote, the original term was copypasta. And that came from copy and paste since Many short stories on the internet were copied and pasted. The stories that were being copied and pasted were generally short and pumped out quite quickly, sort of like how pasta takes a couple minutes to cook out. 
creepy pasta is a subgenre of copy and pasta. So I don't know if you remember, I forgot what they were called. They used to be so popular. When I was younger, you had a cell phone and there was like chain mail text. I was like, if you don't share this, she's going to come out and kill you. Yeah. I guess it was something like that where people just copied and pasted these short little stories. And then someone took that and was like, hey, let's create our own horror stories. And this creepypasta came to be. Now, if you ask me, I always thought that creepypasta, like someone was just like named it that. I did because I did too. Yeah, I was like, why is it called creepy pasta? Yeah, like we're y'all didn't know. <laughs> no, I didn't know either. And like what's yeah. crazy is like um uh, the skating raccoon posted that definition only nineteen days ago, so I uh, didn't know until then. Yeah. Um wow. yeah. So with creepy pasta being a thing, it brings a lot of what they call fake lore into our world. So fake lore is essentially folklore, but it's created on the internet. So there wasn't any real, I want to say there wasn't any real cultural significance. However, I really think internet culture is a culture of its own. So why would it not be folklore now? The answer to that might be because we know where it comes from we know who posted it so we know that people like made it up um some really good examples of creepy pastas and fake lores are going to be the smiling dog you don't know what the smiling dog is it is it's a picture of a siberian husky that's smiling and supposedly if you see the picture or look at it it brings you really bad luck and bad things happen to you um Obviously, fake lore, because I've looked at it about a dozen times, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, nothing has happened, and anything that has happened is specifically because I am just an unlucky person. I so, haven't seen that one. Um, I think the infographic show has a video about it, so you mm-hmm. probably should check that out. Yeah. But to me, it doesn't look any different than... A regular obnoxious Siberian Husky. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So another one is Jeff the Killer. Mm -hmm. You also have Ted the Cave Explorer, which that one is, that was really interesting as well. Might delve into that into the future. And then the SCPs, which are these weird anomalies that supposedly a whole organization take care of it that we don't know about kind of like secret service kind of stuff um so yeah the scps that was kind of on the internet for a long time the most recent one i've heard of is siren head Mm -hmm. yeah and that one um it's pretty popular but i don't think people look at siren head as like yeah he's real he's gonna come get me you know um yeah one of my favorite things about Siren Head, though, is that Corpse. And yeah, I was I, about to say that. Yeah, yeah Corpse and Sir Spooks did a song, yeah. and I love it so much. It's, like, on repeat. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of. Was, Corpse has a song about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was actually really surprised that, like, Sir Spooks was in mm-hmm. it, because I was like, damn, that actually sounds really good and clean. Like, I yeah. love that, but I don't watch his videos, because I feel like 
um, his voice isn't a voice that I could pleasantly fall asleep to. However, yeah. like he should definitely keep making music because that shit was fire. Like on repeat, my husband's like, "Why don't you guys stop listening to that song?" Never, <laughs> never, <laughs> never. With that being said, creepy pastas, um, fake lore. And everything, one of the most popular ones, I call him the OG, is going to be Slenderman. Mm-hmm. So, who is Slenderman? And what does he do? Um, well, let me ask you this. What do you know about Slenderman? I remember being really scared of him when I was younger because I always had the older cousin who, like, told me about Bloody Mary and Slenderman and just, like, you know, you've seen, like, once you got on the internet as a team, you've seen, like, these pictures circulating of the tall, dark figure, and then, like, the Slenderman murders happened, or the stabbings happened, and I didn't learn about those until the past probably six months is when I first heard about those, so that's about all that I know about him, is being scared, seeing, like, the, the pictures circulate, I never was brave enough to dive into them. <laughs> I was definitely scared. Um, yeah, yeah. So, Slenderman, if you don't know him, is a fictional character made on the internet. So, he is this very tall figure. Um, his skin is white. He has no facial features at all. He is wearing um, a pretty, like, a pretty, like, regular black suit tie. But his arms are... His arms and legs are unnaturally long. Unnaturally long. Um, and then he also has these tentacles. He has tentacles. And they're like shadowy tentacles. I sorry, I have like PTSD for my internet so just from that one. <laughs> yeah, this is nightmare fuel. I don't know how you slept after this. That yeah, nah. I was so uncomfortable. I was like, yo, I can't. Anyways, so basically a really tall, scary looking figure. Um, He originated from a photo contest. So the forums, something awful forums were holding a Photoshop contest, like a spooky Photoshop contest. And Slenderman was one of the ones that was submitted. He was created by Eric Nudson, also known as Victor Surge on something awesome, something awesome, something awful forums in 2009. And basically what he did was he photoshopped Slenderman in the background of pictures of a group of children. And supposedly the lore from that was every single one of those children in that picture where Slenderman was hiding in the background disappeared. Right. So it got super, super popular at around, I want to say around 2012, but since 2009, since people saw the pictures from that Photoshop contest, people would write creepy positives about him and share them throughout the internet, which honestly, like, yeah, he, he was a pretty good creepypasta. Like some of those stories are yeah. pretty A1, you know? I wonder what it feels like to have like birthed Slenderman, like... In 2009, you just did this for, like, a Photoshop contest, and now, like, it's 2022, and people are still talking about Slenderman. 
Oh, I really think Slender Man, he's definitely going to stay in pop culture for oh, yeah. a long time. I mean, Slender Man, like, he really, I want to say he really became big with the rise of video game commentating. Mm-hmm. So, in 2012, video com- video game commentating became really popular. I remember I was in my sophomore year. And, I mean, it was kind of popular before that. But in 2012, around that time was when Slender Man The Arrival came out. There's two Slender Man games. There was, like, Slender Man and the Eight Pages and then Slender Man Arrival. And I would sit there and watch people just play that game because it was really funny. Don't get me wrong. Like, I definitely watched PewDiePie play it. I watched Cryotic play it. I watched Markiplier play it. Um, which is funny because I was recently watching him play Tutu Charles. <laughs> it sounds so stupid that I say it out loud. I was watching him play Tutu Charles and there was a Slenderman <laughs> reference in there. Oh, wow. Yeah, where you had to go into the forest and find the eight pages in the forest. And once he got closer to you, the static, you could hear the static. And that's how you knew. And that's how you knew in the games that he was close to you. It was like you walked around, you started hearing static. You're like, oh, shit, we got to go. Yeah. And then he was close to you. And the louder the static got, the closer he was to you. Yeah, but, I always growing up, like, playing Minecraft, I was always scared of the Enderman because yeah, I always, yeah. like, you know, I it was correlated with <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, he literally, he, the Enderman came from Slenderman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the rise of video game pop, um, the rise of video game commentating, I was about to say population. I was like, what <laughs> is that? The rise of video game commentating came Slenderman, like, at full force. And then not to mention, there's also the Marble Hornets. Now, I think I remember watching a few videos back in the day about Marble Hornets, but it's basically a YouTube web series. Yeah. They described it as a YouTube web series that's kind of almost like a video game. So it was really like, I'm not going to lie, I remember watching it. It was super trippy. I didn't understand what was happening. But Marble Hornets took Slenderman, gave him a creepier vibe, and basically kind of made a story about it. And he had all these symbols and everything, which is why when you play the indie game Slenderman in the eight pages, those symbols are on the eight pages that you go in the woods and search for. So you'll pick up a page and there'll be like a face with the eyes crossed out. And it's like, he sees you always watching. Like, it's just, you know, it's just a fun, creepy stuff. Some people don't think it's fun, but I think it's fun. That sounds cool. Yeah, so what's crazy about Slenderman is that so many people have written stories about him that we don't actually have, like, any actual written behaviors or motives for him. So that changes with whoever is writing the story. Some say that he catches the children with his long arms, grabs them, takes them into the woods. Some say that he stalks people. And then other people say that he does have the ability to um, not communicate through. He doesn't really communicate through the static, but he has the ability to interfere with technology, which is why in the game, like you hear the static and the white noise. And I also remember them saying that you know, you will, in real life, if he comes after you, you will start to hear static, you will start to go crazy. And this is known 
as something as the Slender Man sickness. So the Slender Man sickness supposedly gives you paranoia, nightmares, delusions, and nosebleeds. Hmm. Um, Homeboy also teleports, which was also in the game, which is also why it was so scary. Yes. Um, but he, I mean, yeah, I mean, personally, I thought he was just like really fun game character, but with the rise in popularity came the possibility that he could come alive. And I know you're wondering, like, how does that happen? How does something that we make made up as a story come alive? So I took a deep, deeper delve and then we get into the topic of Tulpa. And Tulpa is a belief in Tibetan mythicism, basically saying that it's an object, being or object that is created in the imagination by visual, visualization techniques. And it's almost like, I want to say it's almost like the, the older form of manifestation. So you know mm-hmm. how there's a whole thing on TikTok where people are like manifest and it'll come into your life. So if yes. I sat here and said, you know, I'm worried about not getting this job. But if I sat here and said, I will get this job, it's going to happen. And I thoroughly believe in it. And then it does happen. That's manifestation. So it's right. almost on along the lines of that. But um, I want to say Tulpa is a little bit more in depth than that. So mm-hmm. it uses concepts of meditation and um, it could be that the monks used it for traveling outside of their body. So they basically were meditating, manifesting, and using that to imagine up this ethereal body for them to travel around the world while they're meditating. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's an interesting concept, and that's the idea of it. Um, where it originally came from. Now, one of my favorite quotes that like kind of connects with this, um, that really like gets to me is like, if you can see it in your mind's eye, then you can make it a reality. Mm -hmm. So if you can visualize it, it can come true. And that can be the same thing for Topa. Now I did get into the topic of topomancy. Um, so I, you know, I did that thing where I was like, I clicked the link and there was a link in that link and like, you know, I mm-hmm. kept going forward. <laughs> yep. So topomancy is interesting. So people who refer to themselves as topomancers, they create these characters that live with them and help them navigate throughout their life. It's almost like having an imaginary friend. However, there is a chance that these topas can become I guess sentient and do their own thing rather than like you I've don't never have heard to of it. I'm sorry I've never heard of it you never heard of it yeah it, it mm-hmm. gets, it's a little wild so fun fact WikiHow actually has steps into making a tulpa if you are interested mm-hmm. and I will go over the steps so to create a tulpa you have to think long and hard tulpas they're lifelong companions so not thinking about them 
or like just not having them in your life anymore if you cut them off that's essentially like killing them and it's almost like killing a real person so they said one of the things to do was imagine this as you're making a character and this character is walking by your side for the rest of your life now it's said to plan out your tulpa um but not to go too in depth with it because nothing's permanent once they become sentient they can change anything they want about themselves and you do have to plan your tulpa's appearance but the one thing you have to be careful of is if you base them off of real people living or dead you have to explain to them that like hey you are not this person um so they just said to not do that at all if you base them off a character or an actor tell them like you are not that person you are your own person and then it goes into depth of making their personality and even to the point of imagining their movements, imagining the way they smell, imagining all of this stuff, um, which is crazy. And then you have a topo, which is like an imaginary, it's almost like an imaginary friend, but like way more real. So hmm. with that being said, do you think that they can be used for a darker purpose? I would say so. I, I don't know if this is controversial to say, but I feel like once you hit a certain point in making the topla, you could go into almost a paranoia, I guess, of like, you know, like this is real. And if like you, you have that paranoia about the topla, then like what if they provoke you to do evil or things or like they aren't good but you are and then you have like that conflicting like you know personality it just it could definitely be used for a darker purpose i see you know you think so okay and then a couple things i do want to mention is that you know um it wasn't necessarily put into the research pages that i looked at but i remember I remember this from an episode of Supernatural where Mm -hmm. Dean and Sam, you know, they go investigate investigate this haunted barn, but they're kind of confused because nothing happened there. But they did find a rune that was a Tulpa rune. It was the fact that, like, that character was created on the internet, but so many people believed in it that it came to life. Do you think Mm -hmm. that that is possible, that because so many people believed in slender man that he became a reality uh, i think i would definitely have to do some more thinking about it but for but right now my stance on it is probably that i don't think that he can like slender man for example i don't think he be, can become like a, a physical object like this cup but i think he can become so real to certain people that it they think he is real. Like, to them, he is real. But I don't think he can become a physical being unless someone believes that they are Slenderman or that he is real and they are doing things for him. Like, to some people, he definitely is real. But I don't think he's real in the way that he's a inanimate or a real object or person or being. Right, right. And then... I guess my other question is, do you think that people purposely brought him into existence or existence? Or do you think it was on accident just because he became so popular? I mean, there have been 
hundreds of reports of people actually getting slender man sickness in real life but how again right. how is that possible if he's not real right i think it was probably definitely out of innocence which i don't know the creator of slender man but i'm sh- I, from what it looks like it, it was probably out of innocence like hey i'm doing this contest and then like it snowballed into like these people are like convinced he's real so much that they're having sicknesses or they're doing bad things for him. And like, I definitely think it was just an innocent, you know, contest and then it snowballed and people do what they did and it escalated to something that it, it wasn't desired to be escalated to. Right. Right. And, you know, I have always said that the mind is a pretty powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. It, it, it's really powerful. I mean, there are some people out there who can be- they can believe in something so hard. And one mm-hmm. example is I remember that there was this woman who believed so hard that she was pregnant. Her body forced itself into a false pregnancy. Absolutely. Like, I think that you can you can create and believe in whatever you want. But as soon as you take it, you know, that step too far that like dangerous things can happen and crazy things can happen. Like our, our mind is more powerful than I think anybody realizes. Right, right. So, and you know, with the fact that this can lead into dangerous things, we have the Slenderman stabbings, which is mm-hmm. a really unfortunate event. Luckily, nobody died, but it was... Right really scary especially mm-hmm. for Absolutely. yeah especially because they were children like i at mm-hmm. 12 and 13 years old i never woke up and was like i'm gonna go stab and sacrifice a motherfucker yeah. today like what yeah but let's go ahead and go into full detail with that so um i tried to get background on the girls who did the stabbing However, mm-hmm. you know, there's not a whole lot of, like, they obviously don't have a biography or anything. I mean, they're only 12. Yeah, they were they were children. Yeah, yeah. So. That's insane to think about. Right. So, one of the main girls in the Slenderman stabbings, her name was Morgan Geyser. And she was born May 16, 2002. That shit hurts my feelings. Just FYI. That's just it. That's a year younger than me. <laughs> I am a 97 baby. Okay. And it baffles me. <laughs> I'm an Owen baby. That hurts my feelings. <laughs> it baffles me that there are people born outside <laughs> of the 90s. Okay. Anyways. You know, I. Morgan Geiser. Knowing what I know. Knowing what you know. Sorry. Knowing what I know about this case is, and like the age difference, like is not large between me and these girls. Like, you know, because like where they were at age 12 is the same place I was at 12 because we are that that same age, basically. It's just, it's insane to think about like putting myself mentally where I was at 12, but at 12, I didn't have internet access really. my mom was more strict about internet, so I never really learned about these things until I was 13, 14, 15, you know. But it's insane to think about how two different places you can be at that age. Right. And I also think that the age factor does, it does play a part in this because I remember mm-hmm. 
that when I was younger, I had full internet access, but the internet wasn't mm-hmm. a huge part of my childhood. That being right. said, and then like, you know, I really think that people who were born in the 2000s, they have a more vivid memory of better internet access, right? easier to get, and mm-hmm. like they were I think- born and raised on the internet, basically. Yeah. That's why my mom did what she did. It was very more strict on our internet access is because we, she didn't want us to be, you know, the generation that was glued to their phones and stuff. So like we definitely played outside. We, you know, played with dolls and blocks and stuff. Like we weren't, you know, we were born in the 2000s, me and my sibling, but we weren't the generation or we weren't the type of kids that were on our phone because our mother was more strict about it, which I'm thankful for. Right, right. That being said, let's get back into it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna say this for like the third time. It's fine. It's fine. We just get a little bit distracted. Um, so Morgan Geyser was born May 16th of 2002, and you know her mother said that she lacked empathy from a really young age. So they said one of the sure signs of her lack of empathy that they saw was when they showed her the movie Bambi. Her mom was so sure that she was going to be so upset after watching it, but she didn't really show any emotion when Bambi's mom got shot. She all she said was, "Run, Bambi, run! Get out of there and save yourself." So she, yeah. That's all she said. She didn't really have any emotion behind that. But other than that, you know, she gave no signs or symptoms of violent tendency. Her mom was like, you know, other than that, like she was just a kid. Right. And I don't know how old she was when she watched Bambi, but, you know, it could be possible that she didn't quite understand what was happening. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um, pretty normal. By the way, this all happened in Wakasha County, Wisconsin. So, setting Wisconsin. Um, right, Wisconsin. Yeah, she she was a quiet child, so she didn't really have any friends up until the fourth grade, where she met her friend Peyton, Peyton Lutner. So, Peyton saw that Morgan was sitting by herself, so she decided to, you know be the nice person and go ahead and sit next to her and make friends with her. Well, they hit it off really well. So they became best friends after that, ever since the fourth grade. And Peyton and Morgan were two peas in a pod. Morgan even said during her interview that Peyton was her only friend for a really long time. They did a lot of things together. I mean, and then Peyton, you know, was like yeah she was quiet but like once you got to know her she kind of opened up and she was really funny right well you know when you make friends in the fourth grade your friendship kind of waver because you're growing up and you're growing into different mm-hmm. people so it was always Peyton and Morgan up until the sixth grade now in the sixth grade they made met a girl named Anissa Ware. Anissa Ware was her classmate. Um, she had been there. Just, you know, you know how, like, you sit in class and you're like, there's that one kid that I don't really talk to. I know her name, but yeah. well, they basically met Anissa in class and 
Anissa and Morgan became really, really good friends. Almost like how Peyton and Morgan were friends. So Anissa and Morgan started getting super close. Peyton probably felt a little bit left out of the trio, but Mm -hmm. she was like, you know, it is what it is. Like she has another friend. That's cool. They really started to get into creepy pastas and internet memes and lures, which I would not think was weird at all. Uh, I wouldn't get any red flags from that. Now, Peyton, you know, she didn't really, she wasn't really into that stuff. Um, she didn't like Slenderman. She didn't like creepy pastas because she thought it was really scary. And she told Morgan that, but mm-hmm. Morgan just kind of brushed it off. Mm-hmm. Right. And Peyton actually didn't like Anissa at all. She didn't really get along with her. She thought that Peyton could be pretty cruel and jealous. So, you know, I've been in a trio of friends before and a trio does not work. It's hard. Yeah, it's it's hard. No, especially at that age, you're going through, you're growing up so much. You're like at a very weird, vulnerable age. Like it's hard to keep friends, especially when there's three and there's always going to be one person that feels that, you know, left out. Right, right. Especially because like, Morgan and Anissa were getting along so well and they were they shared this mm-hmm. common interest that they were yes. really passionate about, really into, and Peyton mm-hmm. wasn't a part of that. So, you know, I, I would imagine she felt a little left out and I think maybe, you know, her referring to Anissa as jealous is when Peyton and Morgan would get along and Anissa would probably get jealous and say something, you know? Like that's just how it is between yeah. little girls. Um Absolutely. and their friendships. But, you know, Peyton decided to stay friends because she didn't want to lose Morgan. Morgan was important to her. um, And they had spent the past two years getting closer and closer. Well, little did she know that Morgan didn't... I don't know what was going on in her head, but during all that time, they were... Anissa and Morgan were planning on killing her. So, that is insane. Right, right, right. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into that. So, Morgan and Anissa had their own form of I want to say form of language or communication or whatever, but basically, they had secret code words to talk about how they wanted to kill her in public. So when they were around her, they would use code words like "cracker." I don't know what the term cracker was used for. I tried to figure it out. I got no information unless it was referred to <laughs> unless it was referred to Peyton, which is a little uh, a little bit rude. Yeah. <laughs> also stabbing your friend is very rude. Anyways. Very they yeah. would use the word itch to refer to killing. So that's how they got away with talking about it, I guess. When they were all together, they would kind of whisper that. And because they were using code words, Peyton didn't catch on. So wow. they together they planned to kill Peyton on May the 30th, 2014, during a slumber party to celebrate Morgan's 12th birthday. So they were like, they were like 11 when they were planning this. Wow. That is so young. Right. 
Right. You know, growing up, my mom always told me to be careful with who I was hanging out with. And in my mind, mm-hmm. for the longest time, people my age, kids my age, I just thought would not, like, they might bully me. We might get into a fight. Mm-hmm. I might beat their asses. Was <laughs> I kind of a bully on the playground? Only if you deserved it. Just putting that out there. <laughs> Anyways, in my mind, a child my age would never try to murder me, kidnap me. But no. I guess I was just naive because they definitely will. Yeah, I have a little cousin who is 11, and I cannot imagine them planning out such a devious act, especially going as far as to make cold words to talk about murder in front of the person that they're wanting to murder. Like, I can't imagine my little cousin, like, thinking of this in their mind. Like, that's insane. Like, I think of them as so young and innocent. Right. And let me just say that is some bold ass shit right there. Mm-hmm. So um, to celebrate Morgan's birthday, they played the slumber party. Um, you know, Peyton didn't think it was weird. She has gone to dozens of slumber parties at Morgan's house before their parents knew each mm-hmm. other. It was all good. Or so they thought. Um, so on the 30th, right. they decided that, you know, they're going to go to the skating rink and celebrate and have fun which is also strange to me that you want to hang out and have a good time with a person you're in staff but you know onward um when they got home that night after the skating rink Peyton thought it was a little bit weird that Anissa and Morgan wanted to go to bed early um and this was because Morgan and Anissa were talking about staying up all night and having fun and you know maybe talking about boys internet memes, all that, whatever. And, you know, Peyton was like, hey, like, we never really, whenever there was a slumber party, we never really went to bed early. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Well, the reason behind that was that Morgan and Anissa were planning on actually stabbing Peyton in her sleep. Now, they ended up not doing that because they were too tired after skating. They just, when they went to bed early, they honestly just went to sleep. Wow. Like, I guess they were going, like, really hard at the skating rink, which, like, I'm going to be honest, I used to do it a lot. It does make you really, really tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, yeah, they just decided not to do that. But when they woke up that morning, they told Morgan's mom that, hey, we're going to go to the park and, like, we're going to hang out. We're going to play. We're going to go play hide and seek, whatever. It was Morgan's birthday, so her mom was like, yeah, go ahead. The park was, like, right next to their house. And, again, like, I'm thinking from her mother's perspective, it's not anything out of the ordinary. Right. Right. So they get to the playground, and um, they're hanging out, you know, trying to keep it casual. And they're like, hey, you know, let's let's go to the bathroom. Like, I have to pee. Well, while they were in the bathroom, they tried to kill Peyton. So, right, right. What had happened was Morgan had took Peyton and slammed her against the wall, trying to slam her head against the concrete wall and knock her out. Well, that didn't work. And Peyton was really upset, which I can understand why. Um, you know, right. you push me into a wall. Pretty pissed off about that. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, they got into a little bit of an argument after that, but I guess they calmed each other down. I don't know what they told her to get her to continue to hang out with them that day, but right. they basically convinced Peyton, like, hey, I'm sorry, it was an accident. Let's just go out in the woods and play hide-and-go-seek, you know? Like, let's go have mm-hmm. fun. I didn't mean to do that. Um, totally an accident, whatever. And Peyton, you know, I, I feel for Peyton because I feel like – She's trying to see through Morgan's faults right now because they've been friends for so long and she just wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt, you know. And you don't want to lose the friend that you've been friends with for a really long time. Like, you're going to try to stay friends with them no matter what. Right, right. And I just think, like, you know, Peyton is just, in this story narrative, Peyton is just, you know, she's just a sweet girl who wanted to stay with her friend even though, she felt like Anissa wasn't quite that good of a friend, but Morgan meant more to her right. than like not getting along with Anissa. <laughs> so after the bathroom incident, they did go out into the woods where they're like, let's play hide and seek. So Anissa, what she does is like, she kind of like, you know, hints at, hints at Peyton like, hey, you'd probably win this game of hide and seek if you covered yourself up with leaves and sticks. Like, lay on the ground, cover yourself up with leaves and sticks. No one will find you. Like, you're going to be pretty camouflaged. Okay, so Peyton, yeah. she lays down and does that, not thinking anything of it. She was just like, cool, I'm going to win this game of hide and seek. Yeah. That's a big deal when you were that age. Right, right. So, she does that, and... Unfortunately, that was when Anissa and Morgan took that opportunity to stab her. So they stabbed her torso, her arms, her legs. They hit vital organs and barely missed Peyton's heart. This poor girl. They stabbed her 19 times. So this wasn't a, I'm going to stab you. Oh shit, I regret this. Now I'm scared. This was a they were really intending to kill her kind of stab. Yes, 100%. And Morgan, in her interview, even said she remembered Peyton yelling at her. And the first stab, Peyton looked at her and was like, I trusted you. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of betrayal and distrust this girl has now probably is, in, is insane. Very sad. Right, right. You know, I mean, God, like that, not, don't even mention like the physical damage. Like I get that, but that emotional Mm -hmm. damage and trauma, like that is awful. Mm -hmm. That is, and such a big burden to carry at such like a a young age. Like she's still a baby and like, you know, to learn how evil people are at such a small age is just tragic. Exactly. So... You know, even though Peyton said that, Morgan and Nessa kept stabbing her another 18 times. And, you know, Morgan said that she remembered Peyton saying, I trusted you, I trusted you. And then it slowly turned into, I hate you, which reasonable for reasonable for the fact that she was being stabbed. Yes. Yes. So, and Nessa's. In Anissa's interview, she said that 
she had told Peyton to lay down because you're going to lose a lot of blood. She was like, lay down here. You're going to lose a lot of blood. Morgan and I will go run and get help. They, in fact, did not get help. They straight up left her ass there to die in the woods. They got up and then they just left. They never got help. They didn't tell anybody. They just left her there. How demented at such a young age? Like, that is sickening. Right, right. So, uh, to have them... Yeah. So, of course, like, Peyton obviously knew that was bullshit. So, she used the last of her strength to pull herself back up. She said that she used tree branches and trees to lean on to trying to stumble, walk, crawl to the closest patch of grass that she could, the softest patch of grass next to a hiking trail. She got herself there where she just laid down and collapsed. Oh, this This poor poor baby baby dragged herself through the woods to try to save herself. Luckily, there... The amount of strength that that takes is insane. Like, kudos to her. She is strong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They stabbed her in the chest and barely missed her heart. Like, that... 19 times. That takes a lot of strength. Wow. But luckily, a... Absolutely. Cyclist was, you know, cycling by and was like, oh, shit. Yeah. He saw Peyton and called 911, and they got her to the hospital it took them six Good. hours to do a life-saving surgery to wow. save Peyton's life. Wow. Six hours. And during that... Thank God for that cyclist. Kudos, yeah. During that time, um, you know, Morgan and Anissa, like, they were on the run. Or, like, on the run as much as 11-year-olds could do. So the police yeah. obviously were looking for them. I'm assuming... They found Peyton, Morgan's mom. Like, there was probably a whole communication between that and the parents were like, right. we need to find Morgan and Peyton, probably thinking that they were going to be hurt, not realizing that it right. was those two kids that did that to Peyton. So, yeah, that would not be my first thought as a mom. It's like, hey, I would be like, hey, find my kids. Like, they were with her. They're probably hurt. Maybe he kidnapped them or like, somebody has gotten them, not like my kids were the one that did this to another girl. You right. Know? Right, like that would be so baffling to me. That'd be hard. So the police found Morgan and Peyton walking along the I ninety five highway, and they took them into custody to the jail. Or they take them to the jailhouse at first. I don't know. I have not been arrested. If you can't tell, yeah, I've never been arrested. I, I don't know how it works, but they took them into custody and. That is where they they just confessed and owned up to it, dude. Like, they looked at the police officer and was like, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Like, we were trying to kill her. Morgan straight wow. up looked at the officer and with no concern or empathy was like, is she dead? And then she was like, I might I as well know. just say it like we might as well just say it. Like, we did it. We were trying to kill her. So, you know, the police officers were like, yo, what the hell? Like, she they were had no empathy at all. It seemed like she never even cared for Peyton 
one little bit. She she felt nothing. She felt nothing at all. Now, Anissa's confession was a little bit different. She emphasized that it was all Morgan's idea and also emphasized the fact that she, you know, was trying to help Peyton by telling her to lay down. I mean, still left her there, but she was like, I was trying to tell her to lay down so she wouldn't lose blood. Maybe she'd have a chance, but... Not to mention, wasn't Anissa the one that told her to hide under the leaves and stuff? Like, I mean, yeah. She initiated I this. couldn't find a whole lot of information on the relationship between Morgan and Anissa. Uh, no one really knows right. what happens there. I'm not sure if she said something to where she just believed in everything she said, if she threatened some. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's hard to say, you know, like, Middle school or little middle school girls, like they keep their secrets, my dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she emphasized it was all Morgan's idea. So when the police went to go investigate in Morgan's room, they found a lot of drawings, a lot of Slenderman drawings. Um, to me, a lot of them weren't out of the ordinary. There are a lot of pieces of paper that had like the Slenderman symbols, all the eight pages of the Slenderman game notes, like, you know. But one of the most shocking things that they found was it was a list, a handwritten list of what they needed to kill Peyton. With the wow. Word. To have the mental capacity at age 11 to invite your friend to a sleepover, like, plan this out, like, to a T of, like, how you're going to do it and then have no remorse for it is terrifying. Absolutely. And, like, I mean, like, not that this is a big fact for a lot of other people, but it kind of hit me really hard when I was reading the list. It said items necessary. And the handwriting was obviously a child's handwriting. The word necessary was spelled absolutely wrong. Um, Right. Which is, like, I don't understand how... I, it just didn't make sense to me, you know? Like, it... No, that's just... So Right, scary. and they also found a bunch of mutilated Barbie dolls. So Barbie dolls that had, like, supposed stitches and cuts on their torso, Slenderman symbols written all over their bodies, and, like, their eyes crossed out. Well, when they interviewed Morgan, they <laughs> said that they had to kill Peyton because they were afraid that Slender Man was going to kill their families if they didn't do it. They wanted to become Slender Man's proxies, and proxies means, like, puppets or, like, people that do the bidding of Slender Man. So, That's right, right. Man. so I wasn't really convinced that they were scared that Slender Man was going to kill their family. I don't know. I just, there's nothing convincing about that yeah. to me. It's like, if I don't kill Peyton, they're gonna, he's going to kill my family. And I was like, but you wanted to become his proxies. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you voluntarily did his bit, did his bidding. Like, that's just, that's so crazy. Right. Um, and another thing that they found in Peyton's room on the computer was Google searches, um, such as how to get away with murder and what kind of insane am oh, I? What? I know. Like, that's pretty, like, they always look for the Google searches. Like, you just click on the bar, and it's like the last thing you search pops up. 
I think even if you delete yes. your browser history. So, both the girls were charged with attempted first-degree intentional homicide. The two girls were tried as adults. Oh, wow. That is surprising. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was crazy. But again, like, this wasn't a child's crime. This wasn't a little misdemeanor or anything. Like, they really tried to kill someone, mm-hmm. and they planned it out. 19 exactly. times. Most adults don't even stab people 19 times. Like, in most stabbings, it's not 19 times. Like, for a child to do it 19 times, like, they had adult adult faults to do this. Exactly. You know? So, Anissa got the lesser charge and was found not guilty by reason of mental illness. She was sentenced to 25 years in a mental institution. And then... Wow. Yeah, so she... They just gave her a lesser charge, I guess, because she, I guess, because she was just like the right hand man to Morgan. Morgan's sentencing right. went right. a little bit differently. It was a little bit more harsher. So Morgan pleaded guilty as well. Like Anissa also pleaded guilty, by the way, and she got a lesser charge. Morgan um, pleaded guilty and did not get a lesser right. charge. She was originally found not guilty by reason of mental defect, but I'm not sure what her and her attorney talked about for her to be like, I am guilty and not take the, I'm guilty due to, I'm not guilty due to mental defect. But she was sentenced to 40 years in Winbago Mental Health Institution. So 40 years is a lot of time. Wow. A lot of time. So. Those are the sentencings. One of the things that I wanted to mention was I I feel like a pretty vital piece of information that I remember not really being, it wasn't really mentioned in the news outline. I was like, look what these two little girls did. And they kind of painted them to be evil. Well, (laughs) while Morgan was in custody, she was diagnosed with schizophrenia. So, yeah, there's a deep underlying mental illness with this child. Absolutely. But the even crazier fact was that her father was diagnosed and suffered from schizophrenia as well. You would think that knowing that her father was diagnosed, that the parents would have had her like yearly evaluations or something too. I guess they didn't think about it because she didn't show... Her signs. I mean, like, I even said, like, when she watched Bambi and they said that she showed no emotion, like, it was possible that she didn't understand, like, it is very hard to diagnose schizophrenia and catch the early signs of it in children. So, and schizophrenia usually appears in adults in their mid-20s to late 30s. So, it is very rare for a child to have it. Now, Morgan, you know... She was hearing voices all up until the trial. So she yeah, she said she could telepathically, telepathically communicate with these characters. She was talking to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. She was talking to Harry Potter. Like she straight wow. up has schizophrenia. And, you know, that it, they don't really have a reason why you get it. Um, so it it does seem to be right. passed down genetically in the DNA, but they're unsure what genes 
cause schizophrenia or rather if it's a combination of genes. But there are five main reasons that they say people get schizophrenia. Um, and a lot of them have to do with like just changes in your life. So schizophrenia, um, you can get it from genetics. You can get it from stress. You can get it from drama, drama, trauma. You can get it from drug use. And then number five was pregnancy or birth complications. So these are very broad. Wow. They're very broad. And like some of these things that like they listed as symptoms and behaviors are still very difficult to diagnose in children. I mean, like children have imaginary friends all the time and like they a bizarre behavior for a child doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. They're just being a kid and being weird. Right. You know, you think about it, you think about our imaginary kids with a child. My mom had an elephant as imaginary friend as a child, you know, and you think about, you want to feel sorry for Morgan too, because she was dealing with a very severe mental illness. And then you also feel really bad for Peyton and her family because she suffered a tragic accident, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, some of the things that they list for the symptoms are problems with thinking and reasoning, which again is hard in a child because when I was 13, I thought I was going to marry Taylor Lautner, okay? Yeah, me, me too. You know, you don't have that good sense of reasoning at all. Exactly. Like, I thought I was going to marry Taylor Lautner. I thought if I didn't marry Taylor Lautner, then I would get with Markiplier. I called him Daddy Plier back then, which I realized <laughs> was extremely fucking crazy. Uh, no. I was learning from the internet, and I did not learn good things. Yeah, like, you know, you also want to ask the question, like, if she didn't, if the internet wasn't a vital part in this, would she still have done what she uh, did? You know, you I know. think so. I think like, and obviously can't answer. Right, it. right. Um, so another thing that they mentioned was bizarre ideas, confusing dreams or television for reality, which kids do that all the time. Like it's so hard. Yes, at 13, I was playing vampire every day because of Twilight. So Right. And then behavior says withdrawal from friends and family, trouble sleeping, lack of motivation, violent or aggressive behavior, or bizarre behavior, which in my opinion sounds like a teenager. Just a teenager. Sounds like puberty. You know, at 13, 12, whatever, you have all these hormones and all these emotions and you're angry. Like, I was the angriest teenager I can think oh, of. You know, it's just such broad, like, teenage things. Exactly. And, like, you know, I know that the girls did this really bad thing. I know that mm-hmm. they did, but at the same time, I do feel really bad for them because they, and I really yeah, hope- yeah, I mean, like, they were suffering from a mental illness that no one could see the signs, not even them. Like, right. it. it so hard to diagnose a mental illness in a child like I like going to therapy and looking back at like the things that I did I realized that like yeah I showed sure signs of having mental problems as a child but I couldn't blame my parents because like right. it, it's just like you know what if I was just being a brat that day what if, yeah. you being a teenager. Yeah. 
And you really hope that these girls are getting the help that they need in the mental facility. Like, I hope that it's actually doing them some good. Like, I hope that they're getting what they need. Right. And because of this whole incident and trial, um, Slenderman kind of decreased in popularity. I know that they released a movie in 2016 and not many people watched it. Um, Some people were afraid. I didn't know they released it. Yeah, yeah. I might go and watch it today just to be curious, but like, I think some people were afraid that if they watched it, that the same thing might happen to them and they would fall to the same insanity that Morgan and Anissa did. That being said, Mm -hmm. um, you know, going back to the topic of Tulpa and, you know, imagining Slenderman into reality. When I delved into the topic of Tulpa, you know, I tried to find the correlation between Tulpa Mancy and mental health and basically what it came Mm -hmm. down to was tulpas people who make tulpas and are tulpamancers you know having tulpas whatever is not a cause of mental illness it doesn't cause mental illness people who do tulpamancy are able to tell the difference between what they've made up and reality now vice versa um you know are people like is having a tulpa a sign of mental illness technically yes because they in your head if you have schizophrenia and you make up this character right it feels like a living breathing thing right next to you just like how tulpamancers describe it and it has mm-hmm. its own thoughts and things and can't be controlled like technically yes having a tulpa and hearing voices and talking to something that is not there is signs of a mental illness. Now, what is interesting is that many of the people who do have tulpas were already suffering from a mental illness before they got into tulpamancy and tulpa. Hmm, that's interesting. It, it is very interesting. So, you know, when it comes down to it, I really don't think that slender man and the whole idea of him i don't think that is what is causing people to think that he's real i really think again that the mind is a powerful thing and it can trick you Mm -hmm. it can really trick you into absolutely you know believing in these things and like he is just he's just an internet lore that people enjoy like because people enjoy stories so absolutely I, I don't think it's I don't think he's real and if he's real he dude he's hiding from y'all like again some of y'all need Jesus he saw what you did okay he saw what you drew he read what I read yeah all right scared he's hiding <laughs> I would also hide Wendy my boy you better run and run yes. far okay if he came into existence he was like I need to note myself out of this fucking reality <laughs> right now <laughs> but um yep I did tell you. So this is recent news. So Anissa actually, she mm-hmm. got out. So she got out of the mental oh. institution. So she, I yeah. So she that. was able to um, be released in 2021 on the condition that she lived with her dad. She received psychiatric treatment um, outpatient. She has a GPS monitor on her, and she has limited internet access. Hmm. That's yeah, what I think is very strange is like Anissa wasn't. I didn't see that Anissa was diagnosed with anything. Hmm. 
because Morgan for sure has schizophrenia, but like they never said anything about Anissa, and it might be because like those files are confidential. Like you don't want to step on HIPAA laws, but like I'm just really curious as to like if she was diagnosed with schizophrenia as well. Right. And if she didn't have any mental illness, which would be very strange under the circumstances of what she did, you know, you think, like, if she didn't have mental illness, then this mental facility did nothing for her, you know? Yeah, I mean, like... Like, there was... Yeah, I I mean, I did read her letter, and she was like, if I'm... I am to become a productive member of society. I need to be in that society and learn how to do things and be, you know, a person, which, you know, if you're locked away at the age of 13, like there's no experiencing life and growing up. So like, I get that. I very much get that. So I'm wondering if, you know, she didn't realize that Morgan had schizophrenia and Morgan had really convinced her that Slenderman was going to come and kill her. Yeah, and you're very impressionable at that age. Like I, like I remember probably around this age, my older cousin and her friend told me about Bloody Mary, and I was fully convinced that hoe was real. Until I am still scared. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you it's know, like, in me. I will not. Like, you believe it? Yes. Like it's terrifying. And, you know, at that age, I was 110% convinced that if I did those steps that they told me to do, that she was coming to get me. Like, I fully believed that. So at that age, I was so impressionable that, you know, I believed it. So I can see, you know, if Morgan did convince her that this was real, how she believed it. You're young. You believe a lot. Right, right. And then, um, so... Because Anissa had a successful release, Morgan also did try to get a conditional release as well this summer of 2022. So this past year. This past summer. Oh, wow. Very, yes. very recent. Yep. Yes. So very she recent. did, she did um, you know, request that. The judge said, like, hey, let's look at some more medical records before, you know, I approve it. Well, her and her attorney got the medical records in August and her attorney wrote to the judge and said, no, do not release her. It is in her best interest to stay in. If she continues to make good progress, you know, it may be up for debate again, but he, so he withdrew her request, her attorney. Cause I don't know if she was doing well. Is definitely very sick. To have her own attorney be like, hey, let's give her some right, more time. Right. You know? So she, yeah, she was not released. Wow. I hope she does I, I so too. She remains in the mental health institution. Now, mm-hmm. Peyton um, is actually right. doing very well. She, yeah, she is awesome. living her best life I'm and actually heading that. to college. So hopefully um, she does hey. really well. Kudos to Peyton. Um, college is very hard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm glad that she was able to take the step over this and and thrive. I hope she's doing well mentally and emotionally. And she got absolutely as well. Um, So that is the story of Slenderman and the Slenderman stabbings. Did you have any final thoughts? It's terrifying. Be careful what you search on the internet and take it with a grain of salt. 
you know, even at our age, I feel like it's easy to see stuff on the internet and be like, oh my God. But it's, you have to take it with a grain of salt and you have to make your own decisions and you have to use your own brain and thought process and limit, limit your internet time. Like I feel like social media and internet has really had a toll on our generation, our society. I feel like it's nice to take a step back and just live in, in real time and not, not what you see on the internet because it's, it's not what it seems. It's all fake. Right. (laughs) And then question to our viewers. So what do you think? Is Slenderman real? And what about other creepy pastas? Let us know what you think down in the comments. Yes. Um, and let us know what is going on with you. If you guys have any stories um, of anything, any folklore, mm-hmm. anything near you that you want to share, you can definitely email us at mysteries at this coffee shop at gmail.com. We love to hear from you guys. And then, Courtney, do you have any final things to mm-hmm. say? We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. We'd love to hear you on all of them or some of them, whatever you have. And we have enjoyed making these and we hope to get out more awesome content. And you have any suggestions on what we should do for next few episodes or in the future episodes, please let us know. We'd love to hear what you want Absolutely. To hear. Um, so our next episode, our lovely Courtney will be presenting us with another true crime. And then after that, I will be presenting you guys mm-hmm. with some more cryptids and folklore. So stay tuned and keep in touch. Bye. Bye.